Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast, where we look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm Fraser McGrew and I'm here with Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing ticket touting. So, Peter, is there a problem with ticket touting? So, so yes, I was thinking um, about an article I read recently, and obviously there's a lot of interest, what with there being some sort of big football tournament on at the moment, um, about tickets and the resale of tickets at the event or close to the event and the big, huge markup you get on, on ticketed events. Um, but this article was inter- interesting, sort of um, citing a, a lesser, lesser talked about problem with um, ticketing, especially for things like football matches, where you have often uh, a lot of uh, latent disrespect for another side, uh, a sort of sa- a safety argument that um, if you buy a ticket on the gate for a football match, you don't, you know, you're not guaranteed that you're going to be seated amongst your peer, your 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 fellow supporters. You may be stuck in the middle of um, the opposition's stands, uh, and this this can obviously lead to 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 problems, um, so I thought that was an interesting dimension. Um, but the, I think the wider question about ticket touting is: well, what's the what's the the, the moral standing of, of um, seemingly to make a profit on um, having a developing an industry, making a profit um, off the back of something that's just trying to provide a service to people? It's just trying to it's just trying to sell something to people. It's just free market economics. Econ- yeah, free market I mean, economics. Yeah, right? so I mean, I'll hand over to Nick to discuss the the, the economics of it all. Um, but if if you could, um, if you if you if that didn't exist, then well, potentially the the, the ticket sale seller could uh, have a higher price. Or um, the, the tickets is there a better way of finding a, the the true value of a ticket than through touts? So yeah, what's what's what is the problem with with ticket touting? Yeah, Nick. So I guess same question to you. What, what, what is the problem with ticket yeah, touting? Yeah, well, the, the economics um, uh, of it is fairly straightforward. I mean, it is, as Peter says, doing doing a service, which is distributing tickets from people who value them less to people who value them more. I mean, that's, that is that is efficiency, right? So if you're sitting, if we can't do ticket resales and you have a, 10 pound, a ticket that you'd be willing to sell for £20... And I'd be willing to pay fifty pounds for it. We are both worse off, right? Because you you would you would rather have say forty pounds than the ticket, and I would rather have the ticket than fifty pounds. Certainly, rather have the ticket than forty than forty pounds. And and so you know uh, you, you could sell that to me. That's the essence of of um, you know trade is is ultimately where almost all economic value comes from. From people who value things less to people who value them more—that's pure. That is pure economic gain. Now, <clears throat> so the puzzle is actually not why touts exist, because it's quite easy to explain why touts exist. The puzzle is why performers and people who put on events sell tickets for much less than they could. That's that's the real puzzle. Forget about touts. That's you make them illegal if you want. Whatever. The point is that why are people essentially rationing tickets rather than selling them for their for their true value well hold on so what first of all with touts um it's not just a question of i happen to have a ticket and uh, do you know what i I can't go mate you you know 
I'll sell it for you and sort of mark up or something like that, is that one of the things that touts do with events that are known to probably be in demand is they'll buy, you know, hundreds of tickets and with no mm. intention. And Yeah, but they wouldn't be if they were paying if they were buying those tickets at the market value, they wouldn't be making a profit. The fact that those tickets are being sold below their market value is the problem here. So then that's therefore, why touts are able to make sure. Profit. I, but is there a question? So is the question then? Is this a uh, a question of how value is defined then? No. But, well, sort of. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but it, value is straightforward here. I mean, a ticket is worth what someone will pay for it. Very, very simple. Yeah. And and the yeah. box offices, uh, the okay, ticket so masters, are I say selling defining it for less. knowing the value. They're selling it for less than what people will pay for I it. Think the, the, and as a result, they run out. And people who yeah. had money they would be willing to spend yeah. are unable to spend that money on a ticket because it is literally rationed. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you know there there, there are ten thousand people who'd be willing to pay that price, but only only one in ten of them can get a, a ticket. So so they're rationed. They're just it's like a lottery yeah. system. So 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 two things that go somewhere to explain it. So one is you don't know how much that ticket is worth until the event, until the minute of that event. And then you know, then the market will tell you what that true value of that ticket is. Um, but an event organizer has probably organized many events. And if, they, if they're if they able to get data about what ticket towns are selling those tickets for, then they can take a punt. And it, yeah, you should, they should know it's a lot higher than what they're selling it for. They know it's a lot higher than what they're selling it for. I think what it comes down to is that they deliberately undersell the ticket Um to 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 so they don't they are then not criticised for uh, for being unfair for pricing out true fans who can't afford the true value of a ticket. So uh, while at the same time complaining that it's not fair that uh, they can't sell a ticket at a higher price, they're choosing to do that because they don't want to be seen to be pricing people out who uh, so that that fifty pounds cinema uh, that fifty pounds concert ticket. That's a big investment for some people. Um, actually, on the, on the gate, I, mean, I, may, I, may, I end up being £300. They could easily charge £200, but they don't because they don't want to put off the fan base. Um, and they don't, as a performer, they don't want to be seen to be elitist. So they're choosing to pay, sell it to the much lower cost. Yeah, there's and, also. And let's assume other, they're working so. in, they're acting in good faith as well. I mean, because they don't financially benefit from, from the touts. Uh, sales, no, they, right? they, so, they, they don't. Yeah, but they, they but they could sell that ticket at two hundred quid. Yeah, and yeah, make I mean, three that's, times, that's uh, a, make four times as much as they do sell it for. There's a couple of other theories. One is that um, people like being sold out, so you know they they might be willing. Well, let's use an extreme example. Let's imagine that there's a, a, a theatre with a thousand seats, right? And there's nine hundred and ninety nine people who pay a hundred quid for a ticket, but. Uh, Beyond those nine hundred and ninety-nine people, there's a, there's a, there's only people who would pay a tenner for a ticket. Now uh, they've got a choice between not being quite sold out and making nine, you know, ninety-nine thousand nine hundred quid, or um, making a substantial fraction of that nine thousand quid a bit being sold out. And the point is that people put a value on being sold out. They like having being sold out because it allows you to say yeah. you you sell venues out, like like Donald Trump's inauguration. Mm. It was it was massive. So what was that? Donald Trump's Trump's inauguration. It was it was throbbing. You yeah, know, yeah, was... yeah. Uh, well, there was there's some controversy about that. Uh, it's fair to say. But look, anyway, that, so that's one theory. There's also the the theory that um, actually box offices have 
source of benefit from from the existence of touts and they have and they and they have a kind of uh, a slightly different profit function uh they have in the sense that a box office cannot be bothered to find out um exactly how much you'd pay they just can't be bothered they'd rather just sell all the tickets and not put any effort whatsoever into acquiring that information whereas touts are willing to do that they've got uh, lower costs if you like that you know they don't have to print the tickets and all that stuff so they they can spend time talking to people and and standing on the gates and finding out so so there is there is the argument that actually those tickets are worth less they're worth more to a tout than they are to a uh, a box office because the box offices don't really don't know yeah. how much you're willing and to pay. And the box office was going to turn a profit. It's not like they're in danger of going out of business. Right, exactly. I mean, at the point that someone is going to put on a show, any any sales is profit. Um, let's um, let's sort of, I want to pose a question. So um, I want to set the Aleph minds to this task. So let's say you wanted You're not to... diverting it, are you? No, absolutely okay, not. Okay, go on. Let's say you wanted to design um, a ticketing system that was optimal in terms of revenue. What would be your system first? Optimal in terms of revenue or profit? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Well, they're probably the same. Let's say yeah. you've got a fixed. If you've got a fixed size, that was going to make you most. Uh, anyway, okay. If the show, if if new, if people don't cost anything, if t- sales are pure profit, then it's the same as profit. So yeah, fine. Yep, go on. And let's say you wanted um, a system that uh, benefited, that, that 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 made money, that had good revenue or good profit. I don't know, um, but also um, allowed fans with not much money to go to an in-demand event. Um, that system. What well, would you be just described two completely opposing things? Yeah, it's like can't saying, you... what if you wanted to paint your house yellow but also red? You can't have, uh, but yeah. you can't have no. Hold on, things. hold on. Yeah. Okay, so let's say in, in the latter system, you had a um, a tiered system. Let's say, or no, or like like affordable housing. So you want, you want a purely you want a purely market driven means tested system. I'm sure the economists will say that I can't work. I did say it. I wanted it. I wanted. To, I wanted to make some money. But I want some people to. All right. I mean, isn't that what happens in affordable no, that, housing? What you're describing is what is actually happening, right? So, you, if we wanted to do that, no, we'd because come up with this. No, because in the current moment. system, lots of money flows away from the venue, away from yeah, the artist. This is why they're trying to make sure that only people who have the the ID can use mm. the ticket that is sold to them. That's one way of doing it, right? If you wanted to, if you wanted to, you know. But again, you're rationing. I mean, you've got no real way of checking that only real fans uh, are doing it. Uh, but I think one way of thinking about it is um, actually by putting hurdles in front of um, the ability to acquire a ticket, requiring people to do unnatural things like being up at six in the morning when the phone lines open uh, and being the first to get through. Yeah. Someone who is only sort of likes that band and would be willing to fork out 500 quid because that means nothing to them... Um, but a real cost to them would be having to get up in the morning and 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 be phoning up and wasting their time to get the ticket they don't really care about. So actually, you can see those sorts of systems as being um, a way of doing that. But That's isn't that worth? But that doesn't remove the problem of having a tout though, who would be motivated to do the same. Right, but unless yeah, well, I'm just saying it's just, it's a way of at least allocating tickets to. It's a way of finding out who the true fans fans are. Yeah. Um, it's if you let's assume there is such a thing as a true fan we can delve into that but like people who maybe might not be rich but are really into a particular so, band and really want to go and see them and the band depends on them 
um, you know, ultimately depends on its fan base and doesn't just want a bunch of rich people who've read about the band in the last week's, you know, NME and to think, oh, they're cool. Well, so so I, I, I would suggest a combination of two different approaches. So um, if you, have, you ever, have you ever been to Wimbledon? No. So Wimbledon op- operates a lottery system. So you sign up and you, and, uh, you get one sign up per person. Um, there are ways of gaming that, obviously, and there are ways of there are ways of anti-gaming it. So you could you could you could make it so that you only get one uh, application per uh, address or something. And link to the uh, register the um, uh, uh, link to some sort of register. Um, but combine that with a a bidding approach. So you get one sign up per person, and you're willing to say how much you value having a ticket. So you put in your bid. So I'll say, I would like to go and see Katy Perry in London. And I say, that ticket to me is she worth... she play 100. tennis then? <laughs> well, she might She might play tennis. I don't know. Uh, I, but I'm, I, I, a ticket in London at the O2 on yeah, this day is Fred, worth... Fred Perry's daughter, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Runs in the Must family. Be. Good one. Good Must one, Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm willing... I'm, uh, that ticket is... going to Having that experience is worth 100 quid to me. And Nick's might say, oh, that, that experience is worth 1,000 quid to me. Not because he values it more, but because he's got more money and a thousand quid to him is, is less. That's not true, but in, in real life, but for the sake of this, it is. Now, I would apply some kind of um, weighting system to it. So just because you see the, 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 the saying, that, uh, saying that that's worth a thousand pounds to me doesn't give you 10 times more chance of winning than someone who's got 10, that uh, says a hundred thousand, that says a hundred pounds. It's more like double. So the sort of log of the, the value that you say um what the hell is going on so you so you got one everyone's got everyone who signs up's got some chance of getting a ticket even if you said oh it's worth 10p you've still got a chance but your chance is weighted by how much you're willing to say it's worth to you yeah try but hang on hang sorry on, try hang on. Just... Do you, and you have to pay what your your bid is if you get it may well you you if may you do. don't then you've got a revelation serious revelation problem yeah well you, you you may you may end up paying slightly less than your what your bid was but um i think yeah for the sake for the sake of simplicity we'll say this you are committed once you've said that you've signed a contract to say if you're selected you pay that by the way, um, just for the record, you, 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 I, I said, is there some I've kind got, of system? I've got an ideal answer, though. I've, I do have a, a system. Okay, well, hold on. We'll, we'll come to you. Yeah, but okay. so far, I said, hey, could we do this? And you said, I bet an economist would say that's not possible. But you just described to me a system. No, that... but the system could still probably be gamed. So you could, um, you could, you can, you, you can obviously cheat and have lots of fake email accounts and sign up lots multiple times. Yeah, but it's putting further hurdles in place, right? It's putting further hurdles in place. I think that I think the key thing though is is having exchangeable tickets in the same way that like a block a blockchain based currency is that's but you can only only one person can own a a, a bitcoin have, have we ever done transferable a, yeah have we ever, have ever done a podcast and not mentioned blockchain somewhere but um, it always seems to come into Peter's it Peter's never had a conversation where he hasn't mentioned yeah. blockchain nick um, you were talking about an optimal look, system it, but, but yeah but Peter's described i mean you you gave a couple of characteristics there of this system and it had to not just maximize revenue but it also had to um, it also had to somehow be be fair to sort of let's call them true fans. Pizza system is essentially a an auction. Uh, that is the optimal uh, solution here, right? You have an a sealed bid auction. Everyone submits a bid. You pay the you the uh, probably the most efficient way of doing it would be you pay the bid of the next of the next guy below you, um, which would be a, essentially a, a sort of 
equivalent of of auctioning the tickets one by one um there's a there's a theory about uh, auctions which is that actually it doesn't really matter what mechanism you use you can expect to end up with the same revenue as long as people's bids are correlated with the amount the amount they value in some way the amount they value the thing so yes an auction system would get you the most um the most money there's no doubt about that but your then pizza system completely fails it's totally neglected those true fans with with not two pennies to rub together um because they just won't ever get tickets and so it will go to the people who value it the most highly there's no doubt about that that's easy though now it's better that's why i was applying a waiting function to higher bids don't uh, d- d- twice the bid doesn't twice your chance of winning no but the point is that if the people who are willing to pay the most in whatever sense get are more are going to no, end but the, up the, with the, the select this but this oh say yeah sorry there's a missing part so the selection of who wins is not just driven by the pure cost it's driven yeah. by uh it's, it's also there's also a stochastic element to it so you'll get 10 percent of the small of the 10 percent of the lowest bid Bracket. I mean, I mean, it's going to have the outcome. If essentially, what you're paying for is, let's say, auction winning chances. So you're, and there's a there's a non-linear function converting the pounds you're willing to stump up with uh, your chances of winning. But the point is that it still is going to, you know, it's it's going to end up with the people who are willing to pay the most getting most of the tickets. So. I think no, this... no, you missed my point. No, 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 no I'm saying there's. Right, I want to so hear you've... from Peter. So you've got the full range of you've got people who said uh, you've got people who said I'll pay a, a pound for that ticket. And you've got loads, a few people, few of those. You've got some people say I'll pay a thousand pounds for a ticket. I'm not saying you give all the tickets to the people who've paid all the thousand pounds. You give it to a random spread throughout that whole distribution of people willing to pay for it. So you are picking up people who are playing small amounts for it and you're picking up people who are paying large amounts and all people in between so it's not a, it's not an auction Look, it, it's complex enough that i would want to go away and work out what the optimal strategy was but i'm all i'm saying is it doesn't solve you're, you're saying that you you could be uh you know you could have bid one pound and you've still got a chance of of winning but you might as well, you could do, I mean, you could do, you wouldn't have to have these complicated log functions. I mean, you could do that anyway. But the point is that you might as well, it's almost equivalent to just saying, look, we're going to have an, we're going to allocate half the tickets to, you know, people who just stick the name down. They're going to end up with uh, tickets. And then we're going to, you know, there might be, we're going to get 10,000 people sign up, but there's only 200 tickets available. But you'll get, you know, some people will get some. And then we'll have a separate pool of tickets, which are, effectively auctioned off and it doesn't um you know it's a it's it's there's no way of doing those two things that you want efficiently but i I just i think it's worth saying though right this thing about true fans is uh, i think it might be time to reach up to the cognitive engineering bookshelf again and pull down that that dusty tome about relational models theory because I think this is where this is sort of explains why it is that people get worked up about the idea that um, rich people should be able to, you know, to have all the tickets. Right? People don't really like that. There's something about like going to see your favourite band, where or your football team or whatever. People don't like the idea that it's just rich people who can afford to do you can it. Just buy in. Exactly, like people who don't really care, but they discovered that you know Manchester United are popular this week, so they decided to buy themselves a 
you know. Um, so the and 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 I think in in the relational models theories, uh, you you have you have sort of a set of relationships you can have. We talked about this before, but you know you've got kind of equality matching where we all make sure we get the same stuff. You've got communal sharing, which is like a family where no one really keeps track of who's eating what or who's buying what. And you have market pricing, um, which is another uh, you know a, a kind of the you know newish approach. And um, communal, when we were talking about. I think in the past, restaurants, restaurants want to pretend that they're like a family, even though it's a market pricing relationship you have them. So they, they hide, they sort of hide the financial element because it's kind of embarrassing. And um, and I think this is the situation here that actually bands want to have a communal sharing relationship, relationship with their fans, but selling tickets is very much a market pricing problem. And, and it, that is disruptive in the same way that it would be disruptive if you know i asked you all around for dinner and then asked you to cough up for the cost of the food by the way i might mention this before that happened to me once i was furious um but um anyway we need to we need to stop but just before we do i've got a question for you um so and it's not about yourselves it's about me so oh. two, <laughs> 2002 um was the world cup football world cup which was held, being held in uh, Japan and Korea, South Korea. Uh, a friend of, of mine and myself, we, we travelled to Asia so we could be in the same time zone, and, and we also um, had a visit to Japan while it was on. We also were going to be in the same town. We visited the same city where England were playing. We promised ourselves, when we go there, don't worry, we're not going to buy one, we're not going to go to a ticket town. And when we got there, my friend excitedly greeting me, greeted me, waving around a ticket that he had just bought. And of course, that got me thinking. Oh, and he was going, he's a very persuasive chap. And he was saying, oh, you should go and see them as well. It's going to be brilliant. And by the way, oh, sorry, I forgot to say, England, Brazil, big game. Question, did I buy a ticket? Yeah, I'm going to say you did because you're that okay. kind of guy. Yeah, I'm an emotional kind of guy. Yes, yeah. I did. Caught this is the day it. of the game. Yeah. Fans around, blah, 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 blah. Question, how much did I pay? Oh. Let's say the face value would probably be like 20, 50 quid, something like that. And how much did your right. friend oh, pay? Uh, a few wait, hours. 2002. Before. You're a bit younger, probably a slightly less wealthy than you are now. Well, actually, I've just been working in Qatar for a year. Okay, so you had some Wonga. I'm going to go with in the region of 500 to 1,000 pounds. Peter? I don't think it could be that much. I'd say uh, less than 500, four to 500 pounds. Yeah, I mean, you're both thereabouts, actually. It was 500 quid, okay? Um, and that was kind of the going rate. Um, and I bought it, so I bought a ticket for 500 quid, probably about the worst, probably about the worst 500 quid I've ever spent because <laughs> the game was dismal, um, and also England lost. Okay. We'll stop there. Uh, thank you as always for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. I've been here with Nick Hare and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. Thanks. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.